Welcome to Girl Talk with Kay. From interviews into a talk show, we've evolved into a podcast. Join us for genuine conversations with trailblazing women on balancing it all while making waves. This is Girl Talk with Kay. Thanks for tuning in. The present is woman. Hey, Sharice, how are you? Hey, Kaylin, I'm great. How are you? I'm well, I'm well. Um, so I'm super excited to have you on the Girls Talk with Kay podcast. Um, I know um, that you are a brand strategist, so I thought it would be really great for you to come and um, share your knowledge. And also, I know you work for LinkedIn too, so I thought that was super awesome. Um, so you can, can you just tell the audience a little bit about yourself, your journey, your background, and all of that? Yeah, and and first, before I even get started, thank you so much for having me. It's truly an honor. I'm excited to be here. Um, So just a little bit of background on me. My name is Sharice McAdoo. I am the founder and brand strategist behind Resourceful Reese. Um, I started Resourceful Reese in 2017 when I was at Hampton. I just kind of wanted a little extra money, and I started helping people with their resumes, their LinkedIn profiles, helping them really get ready for interviews, um, just because we had on-site career fairs at the time, pre COVID, which is crazy. Um, And then a couple years ago, we decided to really branch off into doing more overall brand strategy. So not just thinking just about career, but there are organizations, small businesses and nonprofits who really were struggling to understand their own brand identity and how it translated. So that's a little bit more about Resourceful Reese. We're a brand marketing agency specializing in idea generation, brand development, and career articulation. Um, but just a little bit about how I got there. So I was born and raised in Detroit, Michigan. Um, loved it. I'm, I'm a D-town girl. Detroit definitely hustles harder. Um, grew up with a single mom who was always very, very, um, very, very focused on making sure that I got the right opportunities, that I was in the right programs. And it was through that exposure that I really understood more about careers and career preparation and entrepreneurship. Um, and then I grew up in predominantly white schools, and I noticed the the transparent um, differences in how we're prepared. And so I ended up going to Hampton University in 2014. And as I looked at the companies that were there, as I looked at, you know, how companies interacted with Black or minority students, I knew that that was a difference that I wanted to make. And then I saw a lot of my friends starting businesses and kind of had a great idea, but didn't really know how to execute. And so that is where um, Resourceful Reese was birthed, but that's also where my desire to work for a company that was really laser focused on helping people and making sure that they thrived in their careers and that they got their dream job. Um, So that is how I ended up at LinkedIn, Uh, started in a sales role and then moved into customer success um, for our talent solutions business. So it's really cool because all of the things are really aligning for me um, in terms of my both my career, but also my business. And and it's just really exciting to be able to talk to people like you who are incredible on social media and who have all of this wisdom and expertise and be able to connect all the dots. Okay, girl, that was an introduction. (laughs) (laughs) Like, seriously, girl, you did not miss a beat. I love it. Um, That is so awesome. You know what's so crazy? I literally, like, envy people who went to HBCUs because, like, that experience, um, that, like, just that experience, just being in a place where you're able to, that you're surrounded with 
like the people that you look like and that, um, you know, the education and the history, like I just always like envy, like my um, two girlfriends, like they went to Spelman and I would literally go up to Spelman, like for, you know, um, homecoming and Mm -hmm. go to parties, literally sleeping in this twin size bed, but I didn't (laughs) care. I just really wanted to be like around like the, the energy. And um, I just, man, I really <laughs> envy those people who went there, man, I was just like, gosh, I are leaving a life. But um, yeah, how was that experience? Like going to HBCU, especially Hampton, like that is amazing. I loved it, you know, and I, I think just like you said, it is a beautiful experience to come on campus every day and you are surrounded by black excellence and not just your not just your peers and your you know your fellow classmates but just you know my mentors that are killing it um, most of my mentors came you know from the top of the top companies or work for the top firms and then came to educate us so just watching their career hearing from them on their experience and on you know some of their as I call them like the little life hacks that they have it is incredible and now being on the other side as an alum watching my class and watching my friends thrive like whether they're at ivy leagues now or they're killing it in their careers or their businesses it is truly an honor to like know them you know what i'm saying and i think it is cool like even on the social aspect like you said like Spellman's homecoming is lit for sure. That's just a fact. Um, <laughs> we love Spellhouse. But thinking about homecoming and like all the parties and all the exposure, like I feel like for me, um, especially growing up in white schools, I, you know, knew my heritage. I, I went to black churches. I was in black organizations, but really being immersed in black culture from our history to, you know, even how HBCUs were founded and the ways that we impact the world and, and seeing that whole movement really, I feel like made me more comfortable in my blackness so that I own it so I don't feel like I have to you know coach switch or do other things at work because I have really understood where I come from and I don't try to shy away from that at work or even if I'm in white spaces um and I think Hampton really taught me that man uh, yes and I think also like um going I went to um Oakland University in Rochester and so I literally had to like find those gems like find those um those incredible mentors. Um, and obviously I wanted a black one, a black woman to be my mentor. So it was kind of hard, but, um, you know, God gave me, um, the, the people that I needed at the time. So super grateful. Um, so let's get back into like exactly what it is that you do. Like you're a brand strategist, right? What would you say is like, do you feel like someone will need you before a business coach? Right. So like, you know, you see all these people who are business coaches, who's trying to making sure that their structure and their business is like up to par, but also like even with branding and knowing your identity, I feel like you kind of need to be in that mix or even probably before, right? They invest into a business coach. Yeah. So that's a great question. And it's a question I get a lot um, just because I do some brand coaching. And and a lot of times when I'm talking to customers, just because I work at LinkedIn and I also have a business myself, a lot of some of the challenges that they come to uh, come to me with, with their brand also interacts with their business overall. Right. So their finances, um, how they attract customers and all of those things. So as a brand strategist, I really ask that people come to me first before they come to a business coach, because primarily when you are looking for a business, coach you are looking for them to solve a problem in your business so you are looking for them to you know figure out okay where can I cut expenses or you know I'm really looking to scale but I'm not sure that I have the systems in place to do so 
the hard part is usually when people come to brand strategists, it's like, oh, I need a complete rebrand because I'm, you know, launching this new product. But if you don't know your identity, if you don't know how you are relating to customers, if you don't know what your positioning is in the marketplace, if you don't know who your competitors are, if you don't know how they're attracting customers, that it is going to be really hard to do a rebrand because you're not really sure of what your brand is to begin with. So I I recommend that customer that you know any of my customers kind of talk to me first. And then I'm happy to recommend them to business coaches that I know or social media strategists like you who really can help them understand each part of their business, Um, because I think it's important to have a full team. I think it's just really important before you even, you know, drop an LLC or you get a social media page to really be clear on what your business does, who you are and how you fit into the equation. Wow, I love that. Yeah, Um, I know, like before I started doing social media management, um, I was doing like branding, too. And Mm -hmm. it was it was the thing is like you have to have patience for that, Um, especially especially (laughs) with people who are like starting out and they really don't have an idea of who they are or what they you know, who they want to target, who their audience is and, you know, that main like the foundation. I think it's super important. And I think even like, um, yeah, as a, as a business owner with multiple businesses, like really having that foundation is super important. And if you don't, then literally you'll start doing any and everything, right. (laughs) Versus like, like your core values, your core goals for your business, um, is super important. And so how do you typically help your clients? Um, you know, startups, you know, six-figure companies, like how do you typically help your, your customers and your audience? Yeah, so I always start with a consultation call because one thing I have learned in branding, and I'm sure you've seen this too, like there are so many things that people are trying to do. And sometimes I have found that they're trying to do them all at the same time. So I always start with a consultation call just so I can get a little bit more insight on what they're trying to do, what some of their goals are. And then what we do is we usually have, we set up some strategy calls so that really we can really work through their plan of action. Um, because I, like I said, people sometimes are trying to do things at the same time. So trying to put together a timeline for them, really understanding, is it, you know, is it that they're looking to grow and they really want their brand to reflect that? Is it that they are looking to kind of redefine their services or their products? And so we want to make sure that the branding is reflected. We want to make sure that if they are launching campaigns, that they are all very targeted. So a lot of times what I'm doing with customers is more so strategy. Um, For startups, a lot of times, like you said, you do have to have some patience because a lot of times they don't know their target market. Um, And I work with them on that. I work with them on really understanding um, kind of who their customer base is, what does that look like and what do they like? What don't they like? What is going to attract their attention? What, you know, how many times do you really need to get in front of them, whether it's through advertisements, it's through social media, it's through, you know, marketing materials that are sent to their home. What does that look like? And it does look different for every customer because my startup clients look very different from my clients who are, you know, maybe I have a university partnership or I have a nonprofit that's been in the game for a couple of years. So it looks different for all of them. But a lot of times what I'm doing is both brand strategy and brand coaching so that they understand, hey, here's where I am. Here's where I'm looking to go. How do I strategize and how do I get them um, to feel confident in that as well? I love that. I love that. Um, And so how how can I tell my story to my customers, right? So as a startup, right, how how can you really... um, 
like get that, get that, um, your mission across, right? Um, being creative, right? Being creative in your wording, in your verbiage, and even images, right? So how, how can yeah. someone be able to tell their story through their customers, to their customers? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think the one thing that I always try to get my customers to understand is that authenticity is real and people can see through it. So when I, you know, a lot of times what I do, especially because a lot of my customers, um, they are the face of their business, um, even my nonprofits, a lot of times a, you know, they're getting donors because of who they are versus sometimes their mission, right? So a lot of times what I'm always stressing with them is authenticity. I'm stressing with them to think about who they are as a person and how that translates into the business. I often usually ask them to go and ask about six people and in various phases of their life. If you had, if I asked you what my business looked like or what my business did or my nonprofit did, what would you say? And I asked them to do that because I don't want them to just think about, I don't want them to just think about it through their lens. I want them to think about, okay, if I didn't know you or maybe if, you know, I'm not super familiar, I maybe have given a couple dollars to your nonprofit, but I'm not really involved in the day to day. And then what we do is we take what they say and we find the similarities and then we put that into wording. And wording is not so much about using a ton of huge words and, and making it really fluffy, but getting to the heart of what you do and how other people people view what you do. Then from there, we take it and we figure out, okay, if I am someone, you know, and we then go into the different buyer profiles or the different funding profiles, if it's a nonprofit, and we go into, if I'm talking to a CEO and I'm trying to get them to invest in my business, or if I'm talking to, you know, if they have a hair care line, for example, if I'm talking to, you know, someone like us, who's, you know, under 27 and really just wants to know a little bit more about hair, they're starting a natural care journey, what's important to them? What would make them buy? What would make them invest? What would make them you know, want to contribute to this nonprofit? What are some of the keywords that they really need to hear in order to feel like this is a brand that I want to trust? Girl, 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 come on, come through, <laughs> come through. Like you, you, you really know what you're talking about. And I love that. I love um, how you're so informative and how, um, you know, like, Girl, when I tell you, when you you scroll on Instagram and you just see so many people popping up with these different businesses, like, yeah, yes. I'm a brand coach, I'm a strategist, um, even girl, social media strategist, right? Like you see all these different people popping up and then you get to the sauce and you like, bro, you don't you don't even know what you're talking about. Like at the end of the day, like, or this this information is Googleable, like rather than yes. like really having that experience in that um and in, in that knowledge, right? So I, I love that. I love that about you. Um, and I think wow. that's the hard part too, is it's so easy to look around, especially like you said, it was almost like within a year, everybody was a social media manager and everybody was a brand strategist <laughs> and a business coach. It was like, I looked on Instagram one day and I was like, my goodness. But I think like you said, it is so important to know what you're talking about and to have time tested, even if, you know, there's also this whole six and seven, seven figure thing that everyone is doing, which is amazing. Amazing. But I think it's so, so important to be able to talk about how you help your customers and not just that you got them to a to a number because the number is great, but can they sustain it? You know, mm -hmm. it, 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 that's the most important part to me is that even if, you know, my client is like, hey, I only really have the money to work with, with you for three months. I want to make sure in that three months I teach you what I know so that when you have like whether you come back to me or not, you have the ability to execute without me because you know what you're doing now. 
I love it. Yes, I love it. Girl, I, when I tell you, I was like, yeah, literally this past, like, the, in the pandemic, so many people showed up on social media as, like, yeah. social media or something. I'm like, wait, I thought you were just, you know, I thought you was okay. a model or an influencer. <laughs> I'm confused. How did this happen? But it's okay, though. Like, you know, it's all good. You know, like, I just, I was just telling someone, um, like, the, the people that God has for you, it's for you, right? So you don't Absolutely. have to worry about, like, uh, God, everyone's going to them. Like, no, you know, mm-hmm. people go to them, but like God has assigned people, clients for you and that's for um, your business. So, you know, I think that's super important. Um, how has like working for LinkedIn, you know, that that is such a big company, um, social media company. And how mm-hmm. has that really kind of helped you um, in your business? Yeah, I mean, first of all, being at LinkedIn, and I, I thank God for it every day because it was truly a God ordained opportunity. Before that, I thought I was going to be an investment banker on Wall Street, and we thank God that He lifted me out of that. <laughs> but you know, I think that LinkedIn was such an incredible. It is such an incredible opportunity because number one, I've been able to flow throughout different business lines. So I started in sales, and I was selling all of our. So we, I was selling our talent solutions, our sales, our learning, and then I was able to really understand more of the marketing piece on how people advertise on LinkedIn, paid and unpaid, how, you know, and learning that throughout my business. And now on the other side, as a customer success manager, working with chief HR officers, working with HR managers, with recruiters, understanding uh, what they look for, what their brain, what their strategy is from a talent branding perspective, understanding how, they make decisions on headcount. It has allowed me to learn so much and so much that I can apply to my own business, right? Like not just how do I recruit or how do I get, you know, my career bosses who are looking to make a shift? How can I advise them on what they need to be doing? What networking looks like in the HR space? What, you know, they should be thinking about from a branding perspective, from a personal branding perspective, from their resume, the cover letters and all those things. But then from a, just, you know, it's a blessing because LinkedIn, when people see the name on my resume or on my LinkedIn it's like oh shoot she works for LinkedIn she must know what she's talking about so (laughs) there's that too but then it's just a it's an incredible opportunity because I'm I've been able to just meet so many incredible people whether they have businesses or not who have been in the game much longer than I have who can advise me on like hey Sharice you know I noticed that you worked on this project I think that would be a great add to your business like hey I think you should think about copywriting or I think you should think about x um which has helped me just meeting them purely at work um because they see me in a different lens but they see me in duality um as an entrepreneur and as a career boss so LinkedIn has been incredible I've learned a lot I've been able to network a lot um and just having the LinkedIn name behind me has been really really helpful for the business too I mean I bet right like just imagine if I had like oh yeah I work for Pinterest or yeah I work for Instagram (laughs) on my resume like that is so great but it's so good that you're able to still like have your own business too right that balance and I think that's super important like especially as an entrepreneur too like you know people say like hey you know you don't quit your nine to five job and then just pursue your own dreams which I understand but then there's Mm -hmm. also like hey I'm still I want to learn like I want to get into Mm -hmm. a company or I want to work for a company who is like you know who's killing the game right and who's at the you know who's 
who's really teaching me the skills that I need for my business in the long run, right? So I think that's super important. Um, yeah. Too bad, like I wouldn't say too bad, it's not betting go my way, but I really, I really appreciate um, people who can balance both because I know it's so hard to do. It is. And I think it's, you know, and I'm, I'm learning a lot, you know, because eventually I've made that very clear with my manager and some of, you know, just as I've gone throughout LinkedIn is that I came into LinkedIn saying I only wanted to be in corporate in general for five to seven years. So that's not like a a taboo because LinkedIn is very net focused on finding your next play, whether that be inside of LinkedIn or outside of LinkedIn, but it definitely is challenging. And I think especially in COVID, I really had to take a step back and create my business hours truly and stick to them. I had to take some time for self-care because I can't, you know, I can't work on resourceful restuff at 2 p.m. on a Tuesday because I'm working, but I can right. do it. I can start it, you know, at 6 p.m. And, and I make that very clear to my customers so that they understand, but also to work that like I have have an outside business just like you know people have children and grandparents that they need to tend to I have a business that I have to tend to and so I create some boundaries um, and really create boundaries with myself too because sometimes you do you want to do it all you want to try to make everything work and sometimes you just need to sit down and just rest for a minute um, yeah. because it can definitely be overwhelming yes yes and when I tell you I can definitely connect with you on that I'm sorry excuse me <laughs> as far as resting, right? So um, taking that self-care, right? So, you know, and investing back in yourself. So if that's mm -hmm. even you like relaxing and not going to sleep with your phone in your hand, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or um, if that's just like going to brunch with your girlfriends, I think that is so important to have that balance. Cause you know, especially um, in this past, what last year, right? There was so much happening. Mm -hmm. um, there was a lot of people who, you know, who lost in um, family members, friends, like it was such mm -hmm. a really um, sad, but also like, it was, it was a, it was a really weird year, um, for yes. myself too, because I'd moved um, to Dallas, but, um, mm -hmm. and then I actually lost someone, um, pretty close, but it wasn't from COVID, but it was just from, um, uh, it was from something else, but literally mm -hmm. like realizing that like life is so short and like, I mean, obviously having a business is a great thing, you know, um, my goal is to leave behind a legacy for my family. Mm -hmm. And, but I also have to be sane. I also have to be healthy to do that, right? So I need to show up in my business as a healthy individual, as a, mm -hmm. as a woman who's taking care of herself, her body, her mind and her spirit versus, you know, staying up super late, which I can do sometimes, but then I have to <laughs> realize, like I have to get back into reality. Like, okay, Kaylin, you know, there's a bigger calling, there's a bigger um, vision, and I can't kill myself um, to make that happen. You know, I really have to take care of myself. And I feel like at the end of the day, God's going to do, like, I'm going to do the work, but he's going to do what he needs to do to make that vision happen. If that makes yes, sense. that's a word. Yeah, girl. Yeah. So I definitely feel you on that. Um, so for people who are, you know, startups or just come in and you know business owners entrepreneurs like what are some ways that they can attract their customers right on social media or um email marketing or referrals like how can they attract like their customers their ideal people for their business yeah and I would say first um this is actually something so just a little backstory for the listeners I met Kaylin because she did a webinar um with Autumn Kyles who's been like a big sister and mentor for me um since we were at Hampton together and so one of the things that Kaylin said is that 
you know, it is incredibly important for you to always stay in front of your customers, in front of your target base. And so the way that you do that is through, you know, using marketing through different channels. And all of them, sometimes people are so trigger happy with paid stuff, which is great. Like it's important to pay for, you know, systems that work, but it is, you can also maximize some of the free things that you have, like social media, like Canva, like, um, you know, uh, what is the other one? Like Buffer, like some of those free mm-hmm. tools that you can use to stay in front of your customer base. So that's one. And you, one of the things that you talked about on that webinar and, and social media is something that I am now starting to get more into by no means a social media manager, but really mm-hmm. understanding how to stay in front of my own base um, because I wasn't posting that much because I had, I was primarily referral-based business. So now thinking about using email marketing by emailing your base once or twice a week and not always selling them on a service or selling them to, you know, give to your nonprofit, but making sure that you stay in front of them on topics that they can relate to, whether it's you talking about something that happened in the news and relating that back or you, you know, keeping them abreast of, you know, if you have a new team member and what they're bringing to the table, or if, you know, you just, you know, got an award, for example, or you, you know, just solved this big problem and now, you know, you're being honored by Forbes, whatever the case may be, staying in touch with them and then also asking them to reply with a call to action. That's not an e- that's not only in the email marketing, but that's in um, on your social media channels as well. It's not just enough to just post something and just kind of dip. You know what I'm saying? It is very, very important that you have call to actions, that you engage, that you really start to build a tribe, whether it's 200 people or it's 3,000 people that not only react to things that you're posting, but that feel they feel like they're a part of your business. They're rooting for you. When you release a product or you release a new service, they're the first people to sign up because they have trust in you because you've shown up consistently um, in front of them. It's also things like, um, you know, even when we come back in person, you know, having different events, whether they're free or whether they're paid um, to share information with your target base, just like we're doing today with the podcast. These are gems that no one is necessarily paying for, but they're gems that we're giving them because we want the, we want to make sure that they win, whether they decide to book with us or not, we want to mm-hmm. see them thrive. So having events like that in person, um, even doing webinars or, you know, doing podcasts, doing YouTube series to really educate your base because when you educate a people they are more likely to come to you because they know that you have the expertise and they know that you they they've seen your they've seen you so whether that's through testimonials or that's through you know people tagging you on instagram after they booked a service with you or after they bought your product and they're just sharing it all over the place continually being engaged um and not just posting and dipping as you said um has <laughs> definitely been something that's helped my customers and helped me honestly that's good. That's really good. Um, oh my gosh. And that's so funny. I actually do remember. I remember, uh, remember you on there. Um, and oh, I love Autumn. She's amazing. But um, she is, she's really dope. But um, yeah, I think that's super important. Like, and people don't realize how much um, your face is so valuable and so important. You know, people, you know, will, you know, do a little text, info text or infographic or whatever. We, you know, have little different things like that, but posting, but really showing up, having your face on the camera, like having your face in front of your customers, like Mm -hmm. people are going to trust you more, right? People are going to trust that, you know, trust what you say, trust what you're doing because you're, you're making yourself out there. You're putting yourself out there. So yeah, I think that's really, really important to really kind of um, attract those customers, especially like, um, yeah, like even for myself, I, girl, like I am, um, I am camera shy. (laughs) 
honestly. Really? But um, yeah, I am. People are like, really? I'm like, yes, girl. I feel weird. I feel nervous. <laughs> it's, a lot of stuff just comes about when I get on the camera. But I have to tell myself, like, I need to step out of myself because I want to make sure I'm serving my audience. I want to make sure I'm serving my customers, right? So if that means that I need to be uncomfortable, um, then I can do that. I will do that for them, right? Because I want them to, I want this, I want them to know this information. I want them to um, understand where I'm coming from. Like, I really want to serve my clients and my customers, right? So if that means I got to suck it up for 30 minutes, you know, go on live, girl, I don't like those yeah. things there. But then Ooh, that's the something lives. that we can, right, that's something that um, we need to do, right? So super, super important. So um, what is a rebrand, right? So have you noticed how people like, if they're stuck in their probably campaign or they're stuck in their business, they feel like they have to rebrand. Like, oh, I'm doing a relaunch. I'm doing a re I need to rebrand my business. Like, wait, no, you need to come to, you know, sit down and figure out exactly what it is that you do. Yes. Do you get that so many, do you get that a lot with people asking, hey, I need help with rebranding my business, rebranding my page, all that, all that stuff? I can't tell you how many, how many of my clients or, or people that I've just talked to have been like, hey, you know, I really want to do a rebrand. I want to book some time with you. And the first thing they say is like, oh, I just want to redo my logo. Like, or I want to, I want to redo my website. And just like you said, and I think that it's a lot, you know, sometimes about social media culture is that we believe that if we um, just redo some, redo our brand colors or we, you know, launch a new website, that that will solve the problem of, you know, maybe not attracting the right customers or not attracting customers at all, or, you know, not getting the sales that we want. When in reality, sometimes that is, that is where a business and brand coach can really work together um, to figure out what is it? Like, is it that you, when you're putting out Facebook ads, you are not and you don't have a Facebook pixel and that you your call out, you really want them to go to the website, but your call out is not really leading them to the website. Is it that, um, is it that, you know, when we go on your website, your copy isn't really telling us what you do and it's not telling us how you work with customers. Like what, what is really the fundamental issue? Because rebranding is more so about optimizing, um, optimizing your current services, optimizing your solutions, optimizing, you know, how you show up in front of your target base more so than it is about your logo or your website. All of those are just byproducts. Um, and it's, you know, doing a, re a brand refresh is great. Like, I think those are, I think those are fun. I think that taking a look at your website and figuring out, okay, do I like what this is? Do I want to play around with colors? Do I want to add, you know, a new picture for my photo shoot? All those things are great, but I really believe that they are byproducts instead of, so they don't necessarily solve the issue of what you're not receiving or that you're receiving the wrong type of customers, the wrong type of audience. Definitely. <laughs> yes, definitely. I think that's super, super important. I know for me too, like, um, I've been through some like little rebrands, but I made sure that my, uh, my voice, my messaging was pretty, pretty clear on, you know, like it, it still looked the same in a way, kind of, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It still had that same feel, but, um, it wasn't just like a complete 360, but no, I definitely, I definitely hear you with that. Um, so do you have anything coming up or do you have any like special programs that's going on, um, in your business? 
Yeah, so I am really excited just because I currently have a podcast. It's called God Bless My Brand. Y'all will hear Kaylin on there soon um, <laughs> because Kaylin is super dope. Um, but I have God Bless My Brand. This year, I'm really laser focused on helping more faith-based businesses and more nonprofits because I see that, you know, they are doing, they're doing really well. But as, you know, there aren't a lot of in-person programs, as we've cut back on the way we conduct worship services, for example, there is a huge need to understand how we attract people because we're no longer getting them in the building. They're no longer in that routine. So I'm working a lot with them. I'm also really focused on showing up more on social media. So you will hear soon. And then later in the year, you will be seeing more of a line from God Bless My Brand because I want to keep people encouraged, whether they're my customers or not, whether that's through affirmation cards or different apparel or hosting virtual events um, that are fun, that are not too long, that are not dragging, but that really foster community because I know we're still in the house and a lot of us that are entrepreneurs or side hustlers or career bosses, we're a little drained. And sometimes you just need to find like-minded people. So that's really what I'm laser focused on this year outside of just taking strategy calls and working with some of my corporate clients, just really focusing on keeping people encouraged and making sure that they thrive this year in their business, not just so they can make six and seven figures because that's incredible. And I want that more than anything, but I really want them to have a solid business and brand foundation so that when they leave for me even if they stay with me forever they are confident in their brand voice and their brand story girl girl like I'm ex- I'm super excited I'm super excited for you I just I'm ready for some merchandise I'm ready for yes. a sweatshirt I'm ready for some affirmation like I'm ready for it like I just I already oh, see you. that brand like I already see it going super far right and then I love how specific that you are and who you want to serve um you know I think that's amazing um serving nonprofits and also faith-based faith um based businesses um because I feel like a lot of times as entrepreneurs we want to serve everybody right um especially starting out with our business we want to serve everybody who wants to pay us but I think um I kind of have this like um I kind of had a like a one-on-one session with God and he was like you really need to get really really specific in the woman and the person that you want to serve and if Mm -hmm. that person does not look like you who come to you then refer them to someone else right because I don't want to do a disservice by not really serving the person that I'm supposed to be serving right but also Mm -hmm. making sure that um you know they get the help that they need and if if that means that I can refer them to someone else instead of Mm -hmm. taking their money because I don't want to make you know just making sure that you know, they get everything that they need, but also making sure that you are being true to you, you're being true to your core values, you're being true to the person that you're serving. And I think that's so important that you are so, um, you know, so, so into really serving your people. So I love that. And I'm like, super excited about this podcast. Oh, girl. Yes. To be oh, yes. Yes. And I'm just, I'm so glad you brought that up because I have been in that place where, you know, especially when we're starting out, we're just, you know, we're trying to stay afloat in our own selves, you know, and pay our bills too. And so it's like, okay, well, I'll work with you. You're not really in my base, but I'll work with you. And that's so important that you said that is really being specific with who you work with, which is a lot about, you know, even on social media, what is your language? You know what I'm saying? When you're putting out marketing, what, what does that look like? Who are you talking to? That's really the question. Who are you talking to? And so I really appreciate (laughs) 
appreciate that you said that because especially as you know people of faith it is so important that we honor the assignment that God has put in front of us and not try to say in other people's names not try to do things outside of his will because if he gave us a business he gave us a target and he also is attracting customers to us like you said so I'm not worried about it I have no like I said I have no clue what this year holds I have no clue what God has me on assignment for for the rest of the year but I'm just going with what he said if he changes up the plan I'll just go with it I love that. I love that. Um, so tell the people where they can follow you on social media and all that stuff. Yeah, of course. Um, so I have two pages. You can absolutely follow the business page at Resourceful Reese. So resource, uh, resource, F-U-L-R-E-E-S-E. You can also follow all of my um, personal pages, Sharice and McAdoo. Would love to connect with you. And then if you're interested in, you know, working with me for a brand strategy or idea generation, or even if you're just kind of looking to level up your career, feel free to visit resourcefulreese.com. I would love to work with you and connect with you. Um, and I'm so excited excited to send me a DM and say you heard me on the podcast because I can't wait to connect. Awesome. Awesome. Again, thank you so much for um, having this conversation with me. I really, really enjoyed it. And I know um, our audience is going to really love it too. So thank you so much and um, good luck with everything that you have going on. And I cannot wait to be on that podcast, girl. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. It has truly been an honor. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. Of course.